My own plenary portion. My own plenary portion. Tuat birena. By your semen. By your semen. Mahamune. Mahamune. O great sage. O great sage. Tabak chetri. Tabak chetri. In your wife. In your wife. Devahutyam. Devahutyam. In devahuti. In devahuti. Praneshe. Praneshe. I shall instruct. I shall instruct. Tatwa. Tatwa. Of the ultimate principle. Of the ultimate principle. Samhitam. Samhitam. The doctrine. The doctrine. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. O great sage, I shall manifest my own plenary portion through your wife, Devahuti along with your nine daughters and I shall instruct her in the system of philosophy that deals with the ultimate principles of categories principle or categories please repeat O great sage, o great sage I shall manifest my own plenary portion, own plenary portion through your wife Devamti Along with your nine daughters. Along with your nine daughters. And I shall instruct her in the system of philosophy. And I shall instruct her in the system of philosophy. That deals with the ultimate principles or categories. That deals with the ultimate principles or categories. Purport. By his divine grace, Esi Bhaktivedanta Swami Sila Prabhupada. Herein the word Swamsa Kalaya indicates that the Lord would appear as the son of Devahuti and Kardama Muni as Kapila Deva, the first propounder of the Sankhya philosophy, which is mentioned here as Tattva Samhita. The Lord foretold to Kardama Muni that he would appear in his incarnation <coughs> Kapila Deva and would propagate the philosophy of Sankhya Sankhya philosophy is very well known in the world as propagated by another Kapila Deva. But that Sankhya philosophy is different from the Sankhya which was propounded by the Lord Himself. There are two kinds of Sankhya philosophy. One is godless Sankhya philosophy and the other is godly Sankhya philosophy. The Sankhya philosophy by Kapila Deva, son of Devahuti, is godly philosophy. There are different manifestations of the Lord. He is one, but he has become many. He divides himself into two different expansions, one called Kala and the other Bibinamsa. Ordinary living entities are called Bibinamsa expansions and the unlimited expansions of Vishnu Tattva, such as Bhamana, Govinda, Narayana, Pradyumna, Vasudeva, and Ananta are called Swamsa Kala. Swamsa refers to a direct expansion, and Kala denotes an expansion from the expansion of the original Lord. Baladeva is an expansion of Krishna, and from Baladeva, the next expansion is Sankarsana. 
Das Sankarsana is Kala, but Baladeva is Swamsa. There is no difference, however, among them. This is very nicely explained in the Brahma Samhita 546. With one candle, one may light a second candle, with a second, a third, and then a fourth. And in this way, one can light up thousands of candles. And one no candle is inferior to another in distributing light. Every candle has the full potential candle power, but there is still the distinction that one candle is the first, another the second, another the third, and another the fourth. Similarly, there is no difference between the immediate expansion of the Lord and His secondary expansion. The Lord's names are considered in exactly the same way, since the Lord is absolute, his name, his form, his pastimes, his paraphernalia, and his quality all have the same potency. In the absolute world, the name Krishna is the transcendental sound representation of the Lord. There is no potential difference between his quality, name, form, etc. If we chant the name of the Lord, Hare Krishna, that has as much potency as the Lord Himself. There is no potential difference between the form of the Lord whom we worship and the form of the Lord in the temple. One should not think that one is worshipping a doll or statue of the Lord, even if others consider it to be a statue, because there is not potential difference one gets the same result by worshipping the statue of the Lord or the Lord Himself. This is the science of Krishna Consciousness. Oma Gyan Timirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurun Militam Jenatasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Istapitami Nabhutale Soyam Rupakadamayandadati Swapadardigam Bandeham Sri Guru Sri Uta Pramalan Sri Guru Nubaisnavamsa Sri Rupam Sagajatam Saharanagunatam Bitam Tam Sajibam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Saharanagalita Sri Visakan Bitamsta E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesa Gopika Kanta Sridhada Kanta Namastute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindabhaneswari Vrishabhanusute Deve Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpataru Vyaksha Kripa Sindhu Vyae Vacha Patita Nampabhane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Namo Mishnupadaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swamini Namine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyabadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare.
Good morning everyone and Hare Krishna, beautiful morning with beautiful sun and beautiful Bhagavatam with beautiful purport by His Divine Grace Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. Talking about the science of Krishna consciousness. Uh, yes, this is very auspicious to hear these glories of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying in Chaitanya Bhagavata that the one and only topics of Srimad <coughs> Bhagavatam is Bhakti. There is no any other thing explained in Bhagavatam. So Devahuti and Kardama Muni, they are going to have a beautiful song, Kapila Deva, who would be the expansion or the incarnation of the Lord who would propagate the Tattva Darsanam, the Sankhya philosophy in order to understand the absolute truth through this material uh, calculation of the different energy of the Lord and ultimately that brings one to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead as unlimited as he is and there are uh, in India we have uh, people talk about different Kapila Dev who propagated the Sankhya philosophy that omit the presence of the Lord which is godless Sankhya philosophy they are simply calculating these material uh, elements and do not see the Lord as the source or the origin of this philosophy. And the Kapila Deva we discuss in Srimad Bhagavatam is the Lord Himself is appeared in the womb of Devahuti and Kardabha Muni is the father for him. And he is discussing that teachings of Kapila Dev comes after this and there is a beautiful explanation about this material world how devotion can uh, flourish understanding this philosophy is very nicely explained by Kapila Deva to Devahuti and through her we all learn uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam. Though the Lord can take as many expansions as He wants by His own sweet will, there is no limitation for that. He can uh, take any form in this universe in order to bring the lesson or the teachings of the Vedas immortal for all the time. And um, today is a very auspicious disappearance day of Devananda Pandit, which we'll, we will discuss a little bit about him. Uh, in I mean, Sin Chaitanya Charitamrita and Sin Chaitanya Bhagavata, this uh, beautiful narration is explained. Devananda Pandit was there before Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared on this planet. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is none other than Sri Krishna himself. He came in the form of devotee in order to establish the principle of bhakti so that people can take. Uh, this process easily without committing any offenses. So, uh, what Devananda Pandit would be a great, uh, very famous reciter of Srimad Bhagavatam in his time. 
and he would instruct hundreds and thousands of people under his guidance and he would gather them in Kulyanagar that was the place where he was born and uh, all the people would gather around him and they would hear Simad Bhagavatam the narration of Simad Bhagavatam and his disciples would have the personal copy of the manuscript in their hand and they would along um, recite along with the Guru Devananda Pandit and in his explanation he would not talk about devotion that Krishna really wanted to speak as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said uh, all the four Vedas are like yogurt and Bhagavatam is the butter how butter comes when the yogurt is churned and the essence of that churning is the butter that float on the buttermilk and that is the essence of uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam is the essence of all the Vedas who are glorifying Lord Krishna unlimitedly in different way but studying Vedas we may not see direct glorification of Sri Krishna but ultimately they are doing so in order to know that one has to be a practicing devotee he has to see through the devotion and then he can see Krishna everywhere in all the pages of Vedas and Srimad Bhagavatam. So Devananda Pandit would not, uh, he had not that essence in his recitation of Srimad Bhagavatam. But he would lead so many people under him. One day Srivas Pandit, Srivas Acharya, is a great, very advanced devotee of Lord attended that meeting where Devananda Pandit was reciting Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, Devananda Pandit and his followers, they did not understand the depth of Siva's devotion to Lord. As he was reciting Srimad Bhagavatam and the sweet nectar entered into the ear of Siva's and that agitated him, his love of God and Sivas Pandit started to cry and roll into the ground in the ecstasy of love of God. He could not contain himself, he could not control himself and he started rolling as we know that Asta Saptagi Vikara people, those who are in real devotion and then attain the highest platform, they can manifest such symptoms by crying, by rolling on the ground, by tearing, like that. So many symptoms can be seen. Sometimes people uh, fake it, but some people do really. And seeing that Srivas Pandit ecstasy of the Lord, love of God, and all these uh, disciples of Devananda Pandit started thinking, this may be a crazy guy. He is disturbing us, our smooth, spontaneous hearing here. We should kick him out from the room. And they just grabbed him and put him outside. And seeing this, Devananda as a Pandit reciter, as a Guru, he just did not say anything to his disciples. He let it go. Okay, whatever you did is good. 
And Sivas Pandit, when he came outside, he felt very sad and he left. He went home. He was not uh, saying anything to them. Oh, why are you saying like that? I am a devotee, I am having some love of God and uh, you do not understand me, the depth of my devotion. He was not uh, protesting, he just felt bad for them, not for himself. Oh, I'm sorry, I just disturbed them. I should not manifest such, I should not like that. He just left home. And Devananda Pandit, as a guru, he was supposed to correct his disciple, not to act in that way to a great advanced devotee. But rather he just agreed what they did and he committed a great offense in the world's feet of Sribas. And that time Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not taking sannyas and he was living and after taking sannyas Mahaprabhu went to Nilachala to reside. He left Nadia and he was uh, living in uh, Nilachala. And one time Mahaprabhu was uh, uh, revealing himself that he was the Supreme Lord to his very intimate devotees for 21 hours. There was a very nice internal gathering, Sankirtan, and then he was indirectly manifesting or revealing who he was actually. And in that meeting, he, he asked Sribas, do you remember the incident that you were offended by um, Devananda Pandit? So, yes, Sribas Pandit, of course, he did. And Mahaprabhu was very mad at him. And what happened next time, when Bakreshwar Pandit, who is another uh, very intimate devotee of the Lord, he visited a, a devotee in Kulia, Nagar, where Devananda Pandit would reside. And he was organizing a big festival of Sankirtan, chanting and dancing, Bakreshwar Pandit. We all know that Bakreshwar Pandit would dance non-stop for 72 hours. And Mahaprabhu would think that, would say, He is my one wing. If I have another wing, I will fly. I will fly. So Mahaprabhu would really enjoy dancing in his company. And Bakreshwar Pandit was organizing the festival with all the devotees came. And then in, in Bengal, even now, they have festival, Sankirtan festival, especially organized during the night time. When you are living in temple in Mayapur, you hear chanting going on all over the night. Ah, like that, uh, just in classical singing in Mayapur. All these ladies, uh, men, they have a harmonium they carry and they dance, they play and all the people sit around and then watch them hearing uh, singing and then dancing. They, they dance. And Bhaktaswar Pandit was going on dancing and singing at the end he was so much in ecstasy and he fainted. He fainted. 
Then at that time, in that festival of uh, Sankirtan organized by Bhakreswara Pandit, Devananda was also present there. And what happened? He picked Bhakreswara and put him in his lap and he brushed his dust from his body with his upper cloth and smeared that dust in his body. He realized that this is a great soul. He realized that, uh, oh, he offended a devotee before. He had no any faith and love to Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu was uh, living there so long and he had never had his association. His heart was slowly, slowly changing and he just served Bhakrasura Pandit in that state. And that pleased Mahaprabhu so much. His Mahaprabhu said, uh, Lord Sri Krishna resides in the heart of Bhakreswara. Anyone who served the pure devotee like Bhakreswara, Krishna is his. Krishna belongs to him. Krishna becomes very merciful and he receives the blessing immediately. Nobody can stop that. One can become a rightful person to receive the mercy of Sri Krishna immediately if one serves the Krishna. And after Mahaprabhu was in Nilachala, living there as a sannyasi, and he came back to Nadia to see his mother, because he left his mom alone at home, and he took sannyas. But as a sannyasi, he was not too much busy in his household life, and he was also not too much worried about his mother, but he would have great love of his mom in his heart and he would come sometime to see her. And when everybody heard the message that Mahaprabhu is coming back, after taking sannyas, people started respecting him more and more. Before everybody took him like a madman, he's like a pandit, like a smart boy or something like that. Nobody has respected him as the Supreme Lord. And he that was the reason he took the sannyas, in order to get proper respect or in order people listen him what he is saying. In India, uh, people respect to sannyasi. They think, oh, he is renounced, whatever he speaks, there should be some truth. He must have studied all the Vedas and he should be a great person. We should have all respect to sannyasi. So Mahaprabhu came. All the devotees also gathered and they started touching his feet and asking forgiveness what they did before. And Devananda Pandit was also one of them to attain Mahaprabhu there. And then he also um, bowed down at his lotus feet and uh, begged forgiveness for what he did in the past. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that, okay, you have done a great service to Bhakreswar Pandit. And before that, when Mahaprabhu was visiting one of the devotees, um, where Devananda was uh, living in the same house, Mahaprabhu was inside the house, I forgot the name, and he heard somebody reading Bhagavatam. And Mahaprabhu immediately understood that that was not correct. And he said, who is the rascal giving the purport of Bhagavatam? Yeah. Mahaprabhu was speaking loudly in order the devotee who was reading that Bhagavatam 
loud enough to hear by him. <laughs> is this Srivasa's house? It is not in Srivasa's house. Uh, I forgot the name. It's somebody's house. Okay. And he was explaining Bhagavatam. The topic of the Bhagavatam is only Sri Krishna. This is uh, Vedas. Uh, um, four Vedas are yogurt. Srimad Bhagavatam is the butter. Subhadeva Goswami is churning and Parikshit Maharaj is eating that butter. All these beautiful stories. The only topic in Bhagavatam is uh, the devotion of Vishnu, Krishna. And whoever serves the devotee Bhagavatam, he can understand the book Bhagavatam. Book Bhagavatam is none different from the Lord, Supreme Lord. And he gave all the philosophy loud enough so that that person heard. <laughs> And Bhaktasur, I mean, Devananda Pandit inside was embarrassed to hear all these things from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But he could not come out and face. But later on, when he served Bhaktasur Pandit, when he was painting from the chanting and dancing for a long time, in the complete ecstasy, then he served. That pleased Mahaprabhu. And then Mahaprabhu was preaching to him about what is the real topic of the Bhagavatam. And later on he said, you need to go to Srivas and beg forgiveness from him because you offended him in your ignorance state. And he went and embraced Srivas Pandit and then his offense was gone far away because devotees are very merciful. They do not keep anything in their heart and take revenge. Oh no, I cannot forgive you. They are very merciful and compassionate to the devotees, always, all the time. And then, uh, after that, Devananda Pandit became one of the foremost devotees of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and started practicing uh, devotional service under the guidance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a proper way. So, that was beautiful pastime of Devananda Pandit. And um, it is very inspirational for all of us. So we may also have same incident in our life. We may have some time that we may be offending some devotees knowingly or unknowingly. So we need to be careful not to commit. Uh, positive critical, uh, some commentation sometimes is okay, but we are not looking after bad qualities in somebody because we all have our history, our past. We are not born with pure, pure qualities. Even though we by nature the soul is pure and faultless, but due to the association in this material world for a long time, we have our corn and pros, we have our good and bad qualities. We have developed such qualities in this material world for a long time, somehow, by the mercy of the Lord, by the mercy of the devotees, we have been given a chance to practice the devotional service and we are somehow aspiring to develop pure devotion. Um, so in this state, definitely we have so many bad qualities. There is no doubt. Every bad person has a future and every saint, a good person has a past. So, when we see the bigger picture of every living being, uh, we should not be stuck uh, or we should not 
just talk, see some bad qualities of a person and then try to fan that. We always try to see good qualities. So in order to find a good qualities in others, um, we should uh, realize that who I am, what I was before and what I have done in my past lives and then how fortunate I am, how merciful, I mean, devotees were who accepted me such a bad person in, to practice Krishna consciousness. So I am always grateful and indebted to all these past devotees who helped me to bring, to come to Krishna consciousness. We have to be always grateful. So with a grateful heart, we can pay, or we can glorify or appreciate the devotees that can protect us from criticizing others and helps us growing, growing blossoming, blossoming our devotion within our heart. And Srila Prabhupada was the best example of that. Is the Krishna consciousness philosophy is like a like occupational therapy. When we go to the modern days, people go to the hospital. They have physical therapy, speech therapy, all kind of therapy. Nowadays, they also introduce occupational therapy. They teach people how to live in a society, how to behave in a proper manner, how to associate with the people and be familiar with them like that. This Simad Bhagavatam is occupational therapy is, is teaches us how to live a civilized life. Civilized life, how to live a good life, it teaches us in every way. That is why daily hearing um, is very beneficial to all the living beings. And if we, if we live with the principle, if we manifest such qualities in our daily life, in seeing people, in associating with people, and that can uh, impress people more than studying and then become very scholar, knowledgeable, and not practicing. A good behavior, good, uh, good uh, living is more and more important. So, we have this opportunity to practice, to learn, and we have association of the devotees. Everything is available now by the mercy of Sri Prabhupada. So the only question is, do we want it or not? If we want, we need to know how to protect it, how to guard it, how to cultivate it. Okay, I would like to stop here. It is 8.45, our time to wrap. It up. If you have any question or comment or further explanation about them, yes, probably. Baba mentions about the um, other Kapila Dev who teaches the other Sankhya philosophy. And that, that other Kapila Dev is not an incarnation and his philosophy is not bona fide. And apparently he's very famous in Indian philosophical circles. But in the West, not at all. So when we think of Sankhya, we think of Lord Peter David and Srimad Bhagavatam. So we're protected from that. But apparently there is, because he mentions it here, he takes the trouble to point out. So there are others 
you may encounter in our preaching who are familiar with the atheistic Sankhya and accept that and have a different Kapila day. So we have to be aware of the two. And in order sometimes in our preaching to explain the difference between the atheist Kapila day and the real Lord Kapila day teaches the real Sankhya philosophy, the theistic Sankhya philosophy. Sometimes not knowing something is better, beneficial for us. In India, we encounter with such Pandit so much who are very well versed with the philosophy of Kapila Dev, who is godless philosophy. I mean, propagating godless philosophy. And they <clears throat> discuss with devotees. And devotees always talk about Kapila Dev from Bhagavatam, the son of Devahuti, incarnation of God. And they have always this fight going on. But yes, we devotees do not have doubt on Kapila uh, Deva teachings. We never misunderstand with atheistic philosophy. So it protects us. Hare Krishna Madhu. I have another question. Could you explain, because the way that they were able to make a definition, what is Sankhya philosophy and like give an example? <clears throat> Sankhya philosophy is a study of uh, material element uh, and all these different 24 elements in this material world and they ultimately they are all connected to God. But instead of learning the lore or the philosophies directly engaged in devotional service, we learn seeing this material world how the Lord is expanded and all these different elements, how they originated, uh, this details knowledge. I think this is uh, what it is explaining Bhagavatam by Kapila Dev. And after understanding all these different elements, then it becomes easy to understand the Lord to take the devotional practice. Sankhya literally means counting. Counting, yes. Sankhya means numbers, like. And also Prabhupada with categories. Categories, like, yes. Sankhya means analyzing the material nature <clears throat> and analyzing all the different categories, like earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, right. false ego, the ten directions. <clears throat> so it's, it's an analysis of the material energy, but the uh, theistic Sankhya means to understand that God is the origin of all. Right. And the atheistic there's no. no mention of that. Yes. So we see this word in the prayers to the six Goswamis. They were counting a fixed number of rounds chanting every day. Yes. Not whimsically. Okay, I say Hare Krishna, I say Hare Krishna all the time, but I don't understand. There is no Sankhya Purvakanavaganatavi Kala Vasani Kito. There should be. Yes. There was one incident where Prabhupada, one it was an Indian lady, said, I'm always chanting in my mind. <laughs> Prabhupada said, Oh. He says, yes, I'm always chanting in my mind. Prabhupada says, When you eat, are you eating in your mind? Or are you putting your food in your mouth? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is nonsense. That, that's a, yes. that, what kind of eating is that? That's not eating. 
Simply that kind of, almost chanting in my mind, that's just false claim. Like I also heard, a chant. yes, another uh, example is when uh, a soldier go to the battle, but he does not have a bullet and gun, he cannot fight. He will be easily defeated. Even though he is an army, he has some power. He can fight physically, but somebody can kill him easily. <laughs> when we have a bead, bead and chanting with the names, with number, Sankhya, Purvaka, then yes, protection is there. You feel the presence of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samavet Gaur Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Hare Krishna. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to go visit.